What's up, everybody? All right, I think this thing is on. I think we're back. What is it? March 15th? Um, kind of a late week published for me. I don't know. You know, sometimes we do it late week. Sometimes we get it out early in the week, you know. Coming up on St. Patrick's Day this weekend, I think, right? Usually uh, the 17th of March. So maybe we'll get a little Irish this weekend. You never know. Maybe we'll take a walk if it's raining a little bit. See if we can't spot a rainbow. Follow it to the end. Find ourselves a pot of gold or maybe even a leprechaun. Isn't a leprechaun supposed to grant you a wish if you catch him or find his pot of gold? Something like that? He'll do anything to protect his gold, including grant a wish? Might be a worthy quest this weekend. At least go look for a four-leaf clover, huh? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so I have a really loose outline for the episode tonight, uh, including some cannabis updates for those of us, uh, you know, uh, it'll affect everybody in some way, shape, or form in, in the area, but definitely for those of us working in the industry. So some cannabis updates, some... Uh, Updates about our home garden scene that we have going on around here. Um, our bluebird farms scene here at the house. Uh, basically, it's springtime here in Seattle, getting ready to be. And uh, it's time to get your backyard garden on. And uh, so hopefully a few of you who are regular listeners are into a bit of gardening fun and gardening talk. We'll see how it goes. We're we are generally raised bed gardeners here, and um, I like that method a lot. We're not the most sophisticated or scientific of raised bed gardeners, but we try to always try to do a little better. Um, not always successful in that with the young kids. It's been a bit of a challenge here the last couple of seasons to really get out and spend the time in the garden that. We might sometimes like to, but um, things are looking good for this year. We're getting we're getting out there right now, as a matter of fact, and getting started in the garden. So, um, yeah, and so we got a couple other matters that we're gonna touch on as well, and we have a strain of the week this week that I plan to share with you guys. Um, it's a concentrate this week. I went ahead and treated myself. Whoa, making noise, breaking shit. Treated myself, excuse me, to something fun, some live resin, uh, concentrate, kind of a sugar uh, consistency, and this was a wrapper kush, live resin. Uh, scooped it down in Tacoma at Tacoma House of Cannabis. Uh, really cool shop down there in sort of, the, sort of the South Tacoma area, just off of I-5. Um, Mike's the manager down there and Trenton and Cindy always take good care of me down at the shop Red uh, yeah great shop stop down at Tacoma House of Cannabis 
when you're in the area and say hi to those guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna fuck with this rapper cushion just a minute. Um, yeah. So let's see here. I guess to start it off and you know I uh, I may hit the pause button here during recording tonight as I get ready to move from. Uh, area to area, but I think I can go off the top of my head here uh, with our cannabis update. Update, excuse me. About a week back, we all received an email. Um, those of us who subscribe to the Liquor and Cannabis Board's uh, list serve uh, certainly received this email. And even if you're not part of that list serve, um, where you get updates from the Liquor and Cannabis Board about, you know rules changes or uh, pertinent uh, comment periods that might be open for uh, pending rules changes, things like that. Um, even if you're not part of that listserv, you, you would have heard about this through the grapevine. You might have seen an uh, email about it through another source or people like me posting about it on whether it was social media uh, or other platforms. Um, definitely, I know I got a notification in my day job at work from our traceability system, literally uh, the, uh, you know, our back end system that supports our transactions and, you know, working through, uh, well, yeah, sales and things for the business. Uh, they popped up a dialogue box telling us about this, but uh, cool development here, you know, in March of 2018, like almost four full years after the uh, launch of I-502 in the first retail stores, we have been granted a uh, temporary, they say, uh, sort of suspension of a mandatory, uh, like, administrative um, delay period built into our sales process, which was called a 24-hour quarantine period. Um, that was something that every producer and processor had to deal with. Um, with product heading on its way out of the building to its final destination, whether that was a producer selling to a processor um, or a uh, producer processor selling to a retailer. We had a 24-hour quarantine period on sold product. So it doesn't sound like that big of a deal on the surface of it until you're a person working a you know, normal 40-hour, you know, five-day work week. Um, most retail shops don't really like to deal with deliveries, even on Friday afternoons. Uh, you know, Fridays end up being a short day for deliveries. If you do have to do it, you, you generally best practices want to get that done earlier in the day. Uh, but you know, nobody's dealing with that stuff on the weekends. And what I'm go where I'm going with this is uh, that 24-hour lag time uh, just adds a bit of overhead into everybody's day. And has been adding overhead into everybody's day on both ends of every single cannabis producer processor transaction to retailers uh, since the start of the market. And that overhead and the scheduling uh, management that goes along with dealing with the fact that every time someone wants to place an order, they need to think that much further ahead to stay ahead of the need to get it, for example, to their store by a Wednesday or a Thursday so that it can get um, displayed and put out for their customers in time for a weekend, you know, for a busy weekend. Um, 
it is something that we've all been dealing with and that I think a lot of us have gotten pretty used to at this point in time to the point where we almost were beginning not to notice how much extra work it was. Uh, but when we got this email about a week ago, uh, you know, so we, we didn't notice, you know, where you get so used to the extra, you know, step and time that at a, at a certain point you stop thinking about it. But we got this email a week or so back. I see this email. I, I, I instantly felt elation to a certain extent. It was, it was incredible. The, the, just the cloud that lifted <laughs> off of probably me and, you know, everybody else in, in the state who's, uh, been dealing with this this whole time. Um, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. It's, it's called a temporary suspension, uh, but I, they're reviewing, I think, the necessity to continue with quarantine. The argument against continuing to enforce or require, excuse me, require a 24-hour quarantine in the stores, excuse me, for the, for, for the producers, processors, uh, is mainly that those facilities, that being the wholesalers, they're all under live cameras, comprehensive camera coverage, by the way, not just a couple, but numerous cameras, cameras in every room in the facility, uh, 24 hours a day. And so, you know, that's something that there's a lot of accountability built into that part of the system. The only time as I'm examining the, you know, traceability sort of, not trap, but the box that they keep your product in from seed to sale, as they say, uh, the only time when it's really off camera would be when it's like in transit from the producer processor to the retailer. And the fact that it's not physically on camera at that point in time while it's on the road is not that big of a deal because you have to declare where you're going before you leave your facility where the product's final destination is. And that goes for samples or for larger orders of paid-for product after someone has, you know, opened up a retailer as their account and they've engaged them as a customer. So... As soon as you leave your facility, you go into a 502 compliant vehicle that's also been registered into the system. You've, you know, voluntarily provided some information about that vehicle, the VIN number and license plate number, the color and year model. And they have to have a compliant container on board or be a compliant cargo vehicle, dedicated cargo vehicle, like a van. Um... And, uh, yeah, you even provide a estimate for delivery, you know, when, when you expect to leave and when you expect to arrive. And, you know, you got a little bit of leeway in there for stopping and going, grabbing lunch or something. Maybe you have a couple of deliveries that day, but, you know, generally you should, you know, deliver whatever you left the facility with the same day. And I do believe you're supposed to take care of it in the, in the same calendar day 
when you're delivering product from, you know, there's no point in Washington that's more than a few hours away from one another that you can't get there in a day. So that's also part of that, you know, sort of compliance requirement. You wouldn't want to deliver the product three or four days after having departed your facility with it. Uh, so at any rate, obviously, I'm belaboring that point. This is a, a neat, interesting evolution of the way that they're handling rules and enforcement for the marketplace. The marketplace is very robust here in the Pacific Northwest. It's almost a billion dollar a year business already here in the Northwest alone, here in Washington State alone. Maybe when you add Oregon into the mix, I, I want to say we would probably exceed a billion dollars in sales, and that's not even starting with California, the sixth largest economy in the world, which has been legal with recreational cannabis for the last couple of months now. Uh, so, um, once again, if I haven't said it lately, congratulations, California, and uh, glad to have you on board. You guys were the pioneers with medical, so uh, I believe that California's recreational adult use marketplace and the lifestyle that will be uh, modeled um, there because of it uh, will hopefully trickle around the country um, in a very positive kind of influential way. Um, and I, I'm not worried about that at all. I'm sure that will be the case with California in the months to come. So, yeah. All right, so we're a few minutes in here, and um, I guess that's probably enough on the suspension of the I-502 quarantine. A big deal to us, though, in the industry. Probably not as big a deal to those of you who are listening casually from other places. Um, unless you're in a market that's getting ready to open and become a, a legal marketplace, a state where they're about to vote it legal or one where they just have. Um, and again, at the end of the day, the final consumer at the counter, they've felt this the least up to this point in time by all means. A uh, little planning ahead and a little extra work on all of our parts has you know, certainly kept everybody's counters and uh, back walls you know, full of product for everybody, so for the most part. All right. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is pack a bowl or roll one up really quick. So I'm going to get ready to hit pause. We're going to come back. You guys should get ready to session two and um, start thinking about your own gardens and yards. And uh, we'll come right back and start talking just for a minute or two about our backyard farm, Bluebird Farms. All right, we're back. Our bowl is packed. I just posted a quick photo, quick pic of this bowl on Instagram. Did it no justice whatsoever, but I'm here to tell you this is one of them Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond kind of bowls. I just packed here. I got some Lake of Fire flour sprinkled 
sprinkled it, salt baited it. So I'm doing the salt bay right now with some uh, UW Perp Keef and uh, because I just don't know what's good for me or when to say when I scooped some some of that wrapper Kush live resin our strain of the week right on top and uh, come to think of it, I'll include some notes on Rapper Kush in the show notes for you, for those who care to look into it a little further, because I didn't do much research on Rapper Kush yet, so I'm not going to fake it right now. We'll just, I'll add some, I'll add a little info in the notes and a link to go check out on that. But let's spark it, and then we're going to talk about the garden a little bit. Let's put fire to this thing. figured this was going just a little bit too easy, a little bit too sober for a show called Baked and Awake. So we had to fuck with a fresh bowl. All right, so I'm going to give myself like five minutes to tell you guys about the garden. And because uh, this is kind of an intro to that topic, we'll do more on it. Um, definitely, and especially if people are interested in learning more. Um, so we've had our house for a few years now. We got this place all the way back in like late 08. So we've been gardening from almost the start here in the yard. And we started with, um, more or less, um, excuse me, still smoking, more or less the raised bed approach. So we have enclosed, you know, square or rectangular raised garden beds around our backyard, basically arranged along our perimeter, along our north uh, fence line so that it gets southern facing sun all day, and then along our um, eastern fence line so that the sun, as it rises in the east and heads across to the, to the west of our yard, you know, those two that those two lines of our property get mostly direct sun pretty much all day. So while we're in Seattle and we have a shorter growing season here, we have a pretty conducive yard with really no trees to speak of um, and a lot of sunlight uh, for our growing season when we do have it. So we've been doing, you know, the backyard gardening thing since the start, since we got our home. In, in addition to that, we do a couple other things. We... We have um, a bunny rabbit, backyard bunny rabbit, Jimbo. He's obviously, he's just a pet. He's our, he's our little buddy. I've posted pictures of him on Instagram a bunch of times. Um, he used to have a, a little companion, Peggy, who was a Flemish giant, big, big bunny. Um, she passed away a year or two back now. But um, we also have chickens, uh, laying hens. So uh, my wife is kind of the point person on the chickens, for sure. Uh, we built the coop together back... Uh, you know, pretty much the first spring after we moved into the house, uh, we built both the chicken enclosure and the bunny house, uh, the bunny hutch, as they call them, uh, and situated them out on the corner of the property. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about uh, briefly was, you know, we have plans this summer for actually uh, relocating both of them, um, possibly moving the chickens uh, into 
the slightly smaller bunny house, which is certainly oversized by almost any standard for a, a bunny hutch, especially for a single bunny, um, as Jimbo is, um, and sort of refurbing that enclosure, turning that into the chicken coop and um, turning that into a larger chicken tractor kind of situation, which would be on some wheels so we could move it around if we needed to on the property. Um, then uh, going after the larger coop, the larger structure, uh, potentially gut that, uh, salvage that structure and the bones of it and uh, reconstruct that as a uh, yard and garden shed uh, for storage of things like the lawnmower and, and tools and things that support the rest of the garden. Uh, I also just uh, this week uh, restarted my uh, back room sort of indoor uh, garden start um, shelf setup, and you know that goes in front of uh, again a, a window that gets oh sun for about half the day, and then we supplement with some bulbs on that shelf and just have some radish starts and uh, a couple other little things. I think we started some beans and some peas this week. Um, uh, great uh, early season crops that mature quickly and uh, do well up here. Uh, when you do raised beds like we do, uh, as I'll definitely come back and spend a lot more time on this again. This is just an intro and we're going to move on in a moment. When you do raised beds like we do, you need to amend the soil annually. And um, we've done an okay job of that. We usually add a little something every year. Our timing is bad. We add it too late. We need to add our amendments sooner, uh, giving them time to settle into the bed and uh, the resting soil, which is a living soil, uh, after a season or so. And um, we would be much better served by doing that. That's a consistent uh, falling down point for uh, Nicole and I here with our garden and this season is no exception really on that. Uh, I actually plan to spend more time this season uh, working on the sort of the dialing in of the environment again, the refurbishment of those two uh, animal enclosures, uh, resituating the property and the damage from rodents and things that definitely is a part of having chickens for example uh, and again another opportunity for us uh, you know if we have some interest in covering some of the gardening aspects and you know what that is all about uh, here on the show uh, as part of what we do here uh, we'll definitely I'll share with you guys some of the challenges we've had with rodents and you know what our plans are for managing it going forward and mitigating it um, yeah so uh, I guess the last really cool uh, things to say about the garden would be in addition to the chickens in addition to the bunny and our, our puppies our dogs uh, and our kitty cat uh, who are just you know the household uh, yard backyardigans uh, who all play together out there uh, we also have honeybees, um, and again, uh, this is a little bit more Nicole's area than mine, the bees, um, but I love that we have them. We're excited to have them. The boys love that we have honeybees. 
Uh, we hope to maybe harvest some honey this season. This is our second season with this colony, so I'll let Nicole let me know if we're going to get to get honey this year. But usually you let them keep all their honey for the first season so that they can get strong enough and numerous enough uh, and populous enough that, you know, you could then potentially harvest some surplus the following year and not, you know, harm the hive by harvesting some, some honey from them so and sharing a bit of their bounty. Uh, so that may be this year, and we'll look forward to sharing, you know, some content around the honeybees. So um, so I guess the uh, last thing about the garden, and I don't know, I think I've, yeah, I've gone slightly over my uh, plan here. We're almost at 10 minutes on the garden, but that's all right. Um, I'm considering, and we've talked about this for a couple of years now, but I'm definitely considering uh, setting up a fixed um, and or a movable webcam out in the backyard, um, in particular by the beehive, for example. Um, and definitely we're going to create some content like this, some, you know, here and there stuff, um, some video content that we'll share on Instagram, etc., both on my feed and on a feed that we have specifically for the, uh, yard and garden. Uh, my wife administrates that and it's called Bluebird Farms. You can find it on Instagram at, at Bluebird Farms. Um, but I'm thinking of, you know, a sort of a live cam address kind of thing where, uh, you know, just like, uh, some other folks have done in the past with, you know, different types of pets and different scenes. Um, I know we derive great pleasure from exposing ourselves to the backyard and the sounds of the backyard and watching the, bees come and go watching the chickens uh do their thing um so yeah i guess we've got a little housekeeping to do back there okay frankly uh being perfectly honest before i'm ready to turn a camera on it and leave it on all the time for everybody to look at but um we do have an enjoyable zone back there that um i want to find ways of sharing with you guys and um the best way to start is to follow bluebird farms on instagram and check out the content that uh, the wonderful content my wife is continuously posting there and I'll be helping her and always do help her and share with her you know little things that I capture in the backyard um, we got a new greenhouse got some starts out there as well a smaller greenhouse and we have hopes and plans to maybe pick up a little bigger greenhouse this year as well so yeah gosh there's tons of crazy stuff um, crazy gardening stuff <laughs> potentially uh, in the works uh, for Bluebird for this season. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We just love growing vegetables. Um, oh, yeah, we're messing with mushrooms, regular edible mushrooms, nothing magical, you guys. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, what aren't we doing? Okay, so, yeah, garden update. There's a garden. It's big and always getting bigger. And if you guys like, let me know, and we'll share more and more about the garden here on the podcast because uh, it's garden time so all right um all right continuing all right so you know let's take a quick puff let's take a quick puff, 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 puff. because i'm still way too almost coherent and on point here I'm trying to see. So, like, if these were shots, you guys, oh, my God, I'd be shellacked already. You know, not for nothing, but, like, let's be real. 
And I mean, I guess I could have dabbed my face off and gone into a coma and tried to podcast, but that's no fun for anybody. So, all right. So, speaking just a little bit more about cannabis, and then I've got an awake story for you that I think will be fun. Um, had my meetup this past week uh, on Wednesday, the Cannabis Influencers Northwest. It's a little uh, small meetup group that I started here last fall, and I've mentioned it a couple times here on the pod. And had, uh, you know, a small group again this month, just like five people. It was great, though. Um, Nate, Joe, Shelby, I think, all made it out. And Jerry, thank you all for uh, making it. Um, we had a great talk, um, hung out down at Counterbalance. Jenna, thank you for your hospitality, as always, down at the Counterbalance Brewery in Georgetown. Um Anyway, one of the things we talked about is uh, sort of a project that I'm interested in and sort of um, hoping to uh, strike a chord that resonates with other people who attend Cannabis Influencers Northwest to learn more about uh, and potentially consider involving ourselves with. And that is something called the uh, Open Cannabis Project. Okay, so um, and they have a really cool sort of synopsis of what they're all about right here on their website on a one page uh, scene here. And it only takes a minute to read about it. But this is something that I brought up at the meetup that I hope to talk about at our future meetups as well. And um, they tell us exactly how we can get involved here at the bottom of their page. So let me tell you how uh, what's going on with the Open Cannabis Project as, as far as I understand it. Um, Open Cannabis Project, it says here, keeping cannabis in the public domain. This is at opencannabisproject.org, by the way, and of course will be in the show notes for you. Just get a sip of water. Cannabis is in danger of going the way the rest of agriculture has gone. Toward monoculture, centralization, and restrictive patenting. The Open Cannabis Project was established by industry leaders to resist these forces and to protect the genetic diversity of the cannabis plant, as well as the economic diversity of the cannabis industry. The problem, as they state it here, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has started granting patents on cannabis varieties. Agricultural patents are generally bad for the environment, for farmers, and for the future of crop plants themselves. For cannabis, they're a disaster. The first cannabis patent issued by the USPTO, that's the Patent and Trademark Office, are the kind of overly broad patent protection that kills innovation instead of incentivizing it. They are called utility patents, and they don't cover single varieties. They cover huge categories of cannabis, which means that just a handful of such patents could potentially lock up all of cannabis. Sounds pretty serious. What we can do. The USPTO can't legally grant patents that would cover existing varieties, but there has to be proof that they exist. We can block this process by providing this proof. 
documenting genetic and chemovar data for all of the cannabis varieties in existence today. As collective evidence, prior art, the OCP database, and our curation of public cannabis documentation, okay, so this is in support of, but a separate matter, curation of public cannabis documentation, will keep cannabis varieties where they belong in the public domain free for anyone to breed and grow. They have a link there to the data they're curating and collecting. They have a link above that to more details about their mission. At the bottom here it says, you can help. We need volunteers, developers, growers, data scientists, lawyers, and laboratories to help us collect data and protect cannabis diversity. Want to help? Here's how you can. Below that, they have their sign-up link for their newsletter. Stay in the loop about volunteer and design research opportunities. Of course, you can make a donation to support the organization. I believe they look like they're a nonprofit. Um, have other thoughts or ideas? Get in touch. So there's a clear call to action for thought leaders, would-be thought leaders, industry leaders, uh, people with IP data that they want to share to get in touch. Uh, so I am, I'm excited about the Open Cannabis Project, and it does resonate with me personally, which is why I'm hoping to contaminate the Cannabis Influencers Northwest group with a concept like the Open Cannabis Project. I'm inspired by uh, Linus Torvald and the original open source software development sort of model and community around that. Um, I do believe that we have a looming threat in the form of a multi-pronged assault that is inevitable and coming sooner than we think. Um, that multi-pronged assault would come from such as Big Pharma, Big Ag, Big Food, the processed foods, you know, the everything that comes from things that are grown. Uh, big Tobacco, Big Alcohol. And what do I mean? I mean, I mean, uh, Budweiser <laughs> uh, making, you know, sativa infused, uh, you know, summertime spritzers, Red Bull making, you know, uh, CBD and, and caffeine cocktails. Uh, I mean, you know, big food, every edible that is currently made by cottage industry mom and pop bakeries will be replaced by some craft version could be sold in Target and Walmart this time next year especially that CBD product they're coming for it yeah big pharma they want that CBD they want the THC they're they're going those are the ones who are going after the patents so yeah um so I say there's a lot of work to be done there. Um, that's 
theopencannabisproject.org. I'm going to include the link in the show notes. I'm interested to explore this further. I'm signing up for their newsletter as we speak, and I am uh, considering, you know, obviously making a donation uh, of a, a modest amount as soon as I can here as well. Uh, but uh, let's all look into them a little further, and please share your thoughts on, well, what else we think we can do to participate responsibly in keeping the industry that we do have and love uh, with whatever heart it can have. Um, yeah, before it changes forever, which will happen, is happening, is happening as we speak. So, um, and actually, I, I think Anheuser-Busch is after some companies right now or just acquired somebody. So, all right, fun stuff. Uh, okay, so... Was I going to talk about this this episode or not? Well, yeah. So at the meetup, one of the other things we talked about was I don't have a name for it yet or anything. Well, you guys could help me come up with this name, I guess, if you wanted to. I was thinking of like 502 Pickup, but that sounds a little bit sleazy, like people are trying to pick each other up. This is what it comes down to. You've got legal weed in all these different markets. Right here in the Pacific Northwest, we've got legal weed. I drive around and visit retail shops trying to sell them flour. I have to package all my flour up for retail sale. Everybody, you buy a joint, it comes in a little plastic tube. You buy a gram of weed, it comes in a, in a bag or in a little jar. Um, you know, you get a bag and a receipt. People walk out of stores all day, every day, and 95% of them, maybe more, totally dispose of their packaging responsibly. Okay, don't for a moment let me characterize everybody here as bad actors to use its shitty, cliched uh, TV media term these days, bad actors. Better smoke some more. You know where I'm going with this. There's trash on the ground. It's weed trash. I see it. I mean, I've seen it all the way home in my neighborhood on the block, right on the sidewalk by my house, and I pick it up and put it in my own recycle bin. And it wasn't my own trash, thank you very much. But it could have been. But it wasn't. And it, w I mean, yeah, I, I try to throw my stuff away, obviously. My point is, I'm trying to come up, and I said 502 pickup as a takeoff on the old, 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 old saying or nursery rhyme, 52 pickup or pickup sticks. I think it was 52 pickup, which is like when you accidentally flub shuffling the cards and they all blow up in your face and then fly all over the ground the playing cards and then you have to play 52 pickup yay 52 pickup right um my idea for cannabis influencers and i'll share it here on the podcast and i'll share it wherever else i go and network in the cannabis you know community around here in the pacific northwest is that we who are industry whether we're on the clock or not and whatever capacity we serve in the industry if you serve the industry as an ancillary supplier of goods or services or, yeah, you know, our supplies, etc. If you are a 
uh, whether you're a retailer, whether you're a license holder, an owner, or a bud tender, or an attorney who represents us, or an insurance agent who writes coverage for us, if you see that busted joint tube on the ground, if you see that shitty half-smoked joint that's still a crutch left on the ground that some, you know, 10-year-old kid might want to come along and pick up off the ground. You think I ain't never smoked a cigarette up off the sidewalk before? Because I have. Oh, I have. (laughs) When I was a kid. Oh, yeah, I did that. I eat fucking milk bones, too, all right? No shame in my game. I don't even care. All right? I did that. See, that's that twax bowl talking to you now, telling you shit. That truth serum. That, that MK. So, I'm saying pick it up. Pick it up. And now and then maybe share it on on social media. Not as a way to shame anybody. In fact, um, just as a way to remind other cannabis pros and people, by the way, our, our customers, our you know cannabis users, hey, pick your shit up. You know, we're all looking like dirty fuckers, you know. Um, dropping our shit on the ground, you know. Um, there's a lot of packaging. There's a lot of leftovers that it would be oh so easy for us to pick up. And I'd like to, you know, find a way for us to start to be, you know, not that people probably aren't already being proactive about it. I bet a lot of cannabis industry professionals are quietly already picking up a lot of people's trash. And you guys, I thank you. So... All right, that's it. Rant over on that. We'll talk about that more later, and I'll come up with a little bit of language around it. But let's come up with a name for that, because maybe we can do better than 502 Pickup, probably. Yeah. All right. Holla. All right. You guys want to hear the story now? I bet you do. All right. I got a story from Medium via, by way of Slashadot. And uh, so you go to medium.com uh, or if you were signed up for Medium in your inbox, I didn't get it that way. Uh, they'll email you every day with like their daily. But this is a good one, you guys. This is a doozy. Let's puff. Yes, this is a good one. It's a good one to go to sleep and think about on your way laying your head down on your pillow at night. Because this shit's going through. Um, when they post this? March 13th, a couple days ago. <coughs> Two minute read. That's kind of cool about Medium. They tell you right at the top how long it's going to take you to read their story. New bill in Congress. Layla writes... New bill in Congress would hand your data to the cops. Some lawmakers are trying to sneak the Cloud Act through by attaching it to a must-pass government funding bill. There's a letter here, a link to a letter that you can sign that's a coalition letter opposing this, okay, but... To understand it, it says here, lawmakers behind a new anti-privacy bill are trying to sneak it through Congress by attaching it to the must-pass government spending bill. The Cloud Act would hand police in the U.S. and other countries. (laughs) 
extreme new powers to obtain and monitor data directly from tech companies instead of requiring a warrant and judicial review. Excuse me, let me tone down my tone. Getting worked up. Congressional leadership will decide whether the Cloud Act gets attached to the omnibus government spending bill sometime this week, potentially as early as tomorrow. So we need to flood our lawmakers. So, uh, yeah, sorry, too fucking late, probably. <laughs> uh, we'll have to find out. I don't know. As of, as of the time of recording, I don't know. May already be too late. We'll see. It, it wasn't updated. So, um, <clears throat> Congressional leadership will decide, uh, potentially as early as tomorrow. So we need to flood our lawmakers with messages and calls right now. Click here to tell them to reject it. If passed, this bill would give law enforcement the power to go directly to tech companies, no matter where they are or their servers are, to obtain our data. So they're going to cross state lines and stuff like that. They wouldn't need a warrant or court oversight. And we'll be left with no protections to ensure law enforcement isn't violating our rights. The Cloud Act makes the relationship between big tech companies and governments even cozier. It puts our sensitive personal information at risk by making it readily accessible to cops. Another call to action there, telling us to get our shit together. Guess I should have recorded two days ago. Sorry, Medium. <coughs> Sorry, America. Um, <laughs> make sure. Sorry, world. Apparently, it's not just the United States. Jesus Christ! Criminy. Make sure to call your representative using the congressional switchboard number two zero two 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 four three one two one. They even give you what you can say here. So. They tell you again, the number that you're calling is a congressional switchboard number. We're calling to oppose the cloud act that they're trying to cram into the omnibus spending bill. And we've all heard that weird, all-encompassing term year in and year out over the years, the omnibus spending bill. Always seems to be one where people sneak all sorts of bullshit in. Uh, The number was 202 Two four three one two one, and they say, "Here's what you can say: defend the Fourth Amendment, oppose the Cloud Act, and any attempts to sneak this surveillance expansion bill through Congress by attaching it to a must-pass government spending bill." So, um, gnarly. Gnarly surveillance state bullshit, you guys. Fuckery, most foul, for sure. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. I'll, yep, I'll link it up in the show notes, obviously. It'll be linked up. Okay, so that's most of the major content I wanted to mention, and I hope you enjoyed that. You know, uh, kind of a, uh, slightly loose episode um but yeah we do have an upcoming 
cannabis event, uh, an industry event here end of March. All right, so we're hitting the, we're right at the middle of March right now. At the end of this month on the 30th and 31st in Spokane, Washington, we have the Canatank 420 event. That is a um, like producer processor to retailer industry event. I'm not sure on Canatank. I think they do maybe have a day open to the public. I think anybody can buy tickets for this event, whether you really are working for anyone or not, because they have a job fair and a career fair and stuff going on at it. So check it out. Um, Again, I'll leave a link in the show notes. I'm planning to attend. I think I'll be seeing my friend Robert from JREV Media out there at that event. Um, Speaking of JREV Media, I hope, I'm not sure, so I hope I'm not speaking at a school, but I'm hoping to collaborate with um, the JREV folks and Robert in particular before that event and uh, maybe again recap a little bit of this 502 recent developments with the lifting of the quarantine, the suspension anyway of it, um, and maybe just sort of anticipating the event uh, coming up and heading out there to eastern Washington, beautiful Spokane, uh, which I actually really do like Spokane quite a bit. Um, The drive is a little bit tough, but you know, it's not that bad. It's just like a little bit of a long, flat, straight shot. you know, a little over five hours for most of us, unless you're really um, mashing. So, but uh, once you get there, it's great. It's a great town. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So that's coming up. If you're going to Canatank, say hello. Email me. Hit me up on Instagram at Baked and Awake. You can find me there. You can follow me on the Facebook page. Anybody who's listening who would like to can also follow my day jobs Facebook page, our new Facebook page, Smooth Sailing Cannabis. You can find it at Facebook. It, you know, it's a Facebook page. I'll leave the link in the show notes for you. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's just an optional way of keeping track of kind of, you can see the garden a little bit more and stuff like that. The work garden, not the backyard tomato garden. <laughs> Uh, by following that uh, page there. We'll be sharing some content there in the coming days. So, um, probably find it, get an Instagram going for that as well here pretty soon. So, thanks to my buddy for getting on me about that this week. Definitely a little overdue. So, um, yeah. All right. I wanted to. Say thanks to a lot of my friends, uh, some podcast friends who are, I'm always, I love how many of my podcast friends actually listen to the show. Um, I don't know how many of these folks really do actually partake, uh, or not, um, of the devil's lettuce. So, uh, you know, among them, uh, well, you know, some of these folks very well might, you know, (laughs) I don't know that they don't, um, but uh, my friends Sean and Jack uh, down in Australia at Carousel Sniper, Carousel Sniper Victim is the name of their podcast. Super great, crazy podcast. Um, I've mentioned them many times before. So Kristaps, uh, uh, Alice over in the eastern front there at the eastern border is the name of their podcast. Um, 
Cold War Russian history and a lot more actually. Uh, the boys over at Robots for Eyes. Um, I just started your latest episode, guys, and I'm cringing already. I'm, I, I actually <laughs> paused it uh, before you even started getting into what these two little fuckers did. Uh, I'll get. I'll go back though. I know you'll be gentle with me and take me through. We'll get through to the end together. Uh, Art and Jacob, you guys rock. Kicking butt lately, actually. Um, as is Blake over at Noise Pollution. Um, uh, so Art and Jacob uh, is uh, Art and Jacob do America, and I'm going to put everybody's uh, links in the show notes because that's what we do. I talk about the show notes all the time. You guys should read the show notes sometime. They're really fun. They're so fun. They're funner than the podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, Sam over at Breakers, absolutely loving the Breakers podcast. So here's a mini shout-out for Sam and Breakers. Uh, I haven't listened to a lot of fiction podcasts lately. I, I did, like, Tannis and the Black Tapes and Rabbits and stuff uh, for a long time. But a lot of those, like, got a little bit... Um, uh, I don't know, old after a while. So anyway, and I'm only a few episodes into Breakers, uh, so maybe when I'm like 58 episodes in, I, I don't think Sam's quite that far, but maybe he is. He's like three seasons into this thing, um, and I'm trying to catch up as fast as I can right now. But uh, really cool podcast, post-apocalyptic kind of scenario, um, but a lot of fun and uh, really kind of different and got a great uh, kind of feel and texture and is a really neat change of pace like in my normal podcast listening rotation right now so check out breakers if you want a really good story to listen to at the end of the day when you're winding down instead of a tv show all right that's one to try um isa and shamika over at young free and coupled really cool uh couple podcast uh conversational general interest uh podcast uh they are british uh as are my friends over at robots for eyes um so i do uh really just been uh just just getting into young free and coupled uh but as a family man myself i find a lot of their content super relatable <laughs> and uh if you are you might as well uh, Dave down at Manbrain, you know I see you, buddy. I'm still, I'm still watching you. I'm still listening to you. Um, all my friends at Podcast Builders League, it's too many to mention uh, right now. But if you happen to be a podcaster who happens to be listening, um, and there are a few uh, more here who are uh, that I've become more recently acquainted with and been listening to their pods and uh, who I'm looking forward to shouting out in, in the coming episodes as well. Uh, but if any of you happen to be listening um, and would like to know a little bit more about Podcast Builders League, that is our Facebook group uh, for podcasters for mutual support and networking. And uh, we just passed 100 members this past week. Uh, Blake, thanks for taking note of that for us and calling it out. Um, I think we have big things coming, uh, big things planned for the coming year with Podcast Builders. Uh, you can find us on Facebook easily. Uh, it is a closed group, but you can just easily uh, find us and request access, and we'll get you right in. Um, 
would love to have you if you would like to really, you know, participate in a really active community um, that's not just like every other podcasting support group on Facebook. Um, and I guess you'd have to check it out to find out why. So, yeah. All right. That's it. That's that's that pitch for podcast builders. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Pitching our pitching our little missions and our little side clubs and fun stuff left and right. But I mean, we're just having fun. Uh, speaking of which, last pitch, I guess. Uh, don't forget, you can find me on T Public. Uh, find designs uh, for T-shirts and stickers and mugs and posters and totes. Um, I've got a lot of t-shirts so far and one of the coffee mugs and, um, I really, everything has been really fun and really cool looking, uh, that I've gotten. Uh, I'll be uploading some more designs, I hope, very soon. I have a, a couple that I've held back on, haven't posted up yet that I've, you know, got in my possessions. So maybe I'll be getting that updated soon. But, um, you know, I think I have a good 10 designs on the website, on the T Public shop right now. Um, I'll include the link in the show notes, and you guys can find it there. Or just Google T-shirts by Baked and Awake or Baked and Awake Tea Public Shop or words to that effect, and I'm sure it will totally come up. Um, but, yeah, anything you get from there, a couple bucks comes back to us. It can help us with just, you know, the modest costs of doing the pod, keeping the hosting going all that stuff and it'll go directly back in there directly it's you know it's easy because there's no extra <laughs> you know what i mean so all right uh that's it we're coming up on an hour i've had a great time and i'm definitely rambling because my buzz Lightyear bowl has definitely got me and it's after 10 so mr baked and wake ain't as awake as he was <laughs> got awaked yeah yeah, I'm doing great right now, you guys. Time to shut her down, huh? Um, heading into the weekend, we got Friday tomorrow, so make it a good one. Uh, you know, you could say TGIF, the grind includes Friday. I heard that one a while back. Uh, sure, you know, let's do it. Let's go kick Friday's butt. I'll push this out for you guys. Get it into your pods, uh, and maybe a few of you will listen to it on your commutes. Uh, get at me. Help me name the uh, 502 pickup project a little better. And uh, let me know if you're going to be at Canada Tank 420. And uh, let me know which of the other subjects like the garden and uh, other subjects that I've talked about in recent episodes that I'm planning on doing soon uh, that you want to see sooner, you know, um, because I'll consider, you know, how to prioritize what we're planning on doing based on that. Um, yeah. Cause there's lots. I mean, there's, there's people we want to sit with and talk to, and there's stories that we want to tell that we've mentioned already that we're totally going to get to, but one or another could jump in front of another, depending on what we want, depending on what we like. All right. I'll let you get back to it. I'm going to smoke the ass end of this bowleroo. Let Keyboard Cat play us out here. 
I don't really have keyboard cat. But we'll bring the music up a little bit. Alright, you guys know what to do. Keep it indica. Smoke that indica. And then do shit anyway. <laughs> 